Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to these bonus episodes of Wine School Dropout. It's the summer, and while we're out of school, per se... We at Wine School Dropout want to share a summer in wine with you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In this mini season, you'll hear about some cool things happening in the wine world. Think of this a little like summer school, and we're back in session. Enjoy. questions I'm asked most about French wine, after which one is my favorite, is what grapes are in the bottle? Like, is Bordeaux a region or a grape or... We actually mentioned Bordeaux in season one, episode two, wine language. Definitely go back and give it a listen. Jacques Lorton has created a line of wines to try and change this perception. Not new to the wine scene of Bordeaux by any means, as he has Chateau La Louvière, Chateau Bonnet, and Chateau Coen Lurton, under his purview, just to name a few. His new line, Diane by Jacques Lurton, aims to take some of the confusion and intimidation out of Bordeaux wines by creating this line of single varietal wines with the name of the grape on the bottle. But I don't want to spoil his story. I'll let him tell it. Hello, and how are you? Hey, Tanisha. Hey, Tanisha. <laughs> We're going very well. Thank you. Fantastic. Okay, tell me who you are and what do you do? Alors, we are um, uh, we are family producers of uh, wines in Bordeaux. Uh, we own uh, six uh, different uh, chateaux in Bordeaux, representing about 600 uh, hectares under vine. And I'm personally in charge of uh, the entire business. And uh, my um, skill is more in uh, viticulture and winemaking. So I'm uh, definitely in charge of the wines. Did you tell us your name? Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, saw, the way. I thought it was abuse. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, sorry. My name is Jacques Yorton. Okay, perfect. Thank you. And you have someone there with you? Hi there, I'm Claire Dawson, and I've been working for Jacques and the Vignoble André Lauton as Marketing and Communication Director since 1st of November 2020. Okay, so even in the midst of it all, you were like, yes, I'm going to come in and we're going to do the marketing. Okay, I love it. Very much so. There's a lot of work here, I can tell you. So <laughs> there's many ongoing projects, so it's kind of necessary. We do a lot in-house as well, so there's a lot of work for sure. Okay, Jacques, I have a question for you. You mentioned that you have uh, several plots of land uh, around Bordeaux. What is something that makes your plots different? For sure, I just mentioned um, 
the 600 hectares uh, we have undervined, and uh, which makes that uh, you can imagine not each of them is uh, on the same um, style of land. So we have different kinds of land in Bordeaux. That's why we have as well so many different appellations because uh, everyone wants to um, get a, an identity from uh, its kind of land. But the, the wines we, we want to talk about for Diane are coming uh, from a region uh, that is called Entre-de-Mer in between the two rivers, the river Dordogne and the river Garonne in the Gironde where in general, most of the soils in this region are made with clay and limestone. This is a major characteristic of this region. With Entre du Mer and the clay and limestone, how does that soil make the wines different? What does that type of soil do for the vines? So you, you have to understand the soil uh, has a huge impact on the plant, like on any plant. Eh? It could be a tree, it could be a vegetable, whatever all the energy for a plant and, and mostly the water comes from the soil. So uh, depending on the soil the vine is planted on, the vine will have access to a certain amount of water, maybe a lot, maybe not enough, maybe nothing at all. And it will really result on the quality of the wine. So some varieties, they like wet conditions, I would say not extremely wet, but they like wet conditions. Some varieties, they like dry conditions and they give much better grapes under dry conditions. So uh, the clay is normally an element that tends to uh, retain the water and delivers the water very slowly and gradually over the time. So vines established on clay will have normally access to a sufficient amount of water to grow with a certain amount of vigor. And on limestone, the limestone, it, uh, it drains water quite easily, but at the same time, it keeps a certain little amount of, of water, which means that the vines growing on limestone will never really lack water, but will be more under a certain water stress, making them producing suddenly grapes with more concentration. Oh, that is something that's so helpful for people to understand because they think of things as like, oh, Bordeaux, the wines are gonna kind of taste the same, or maybe there will be like a little difference left bank versus right bank. But to really get down into the soil and talk about how the soil, the way it retains water, how that imparts flavors to the vine is very important. Because if I can add something, uh, Tanisha, okay. for the understanding of your audience, it is that we tend to consider the right bank and the left bank uh, uh, because there's a reason for that. Millions of years ago, the left bank was formed with gravelous soils from the, the, the glaciation times, and it's extremely porous soils. The water drains very fast through these soils. So these soils are more normally considered for Cabernet Sauvignon variety that likes water stress. On the right bank, in average, including the Entre-de-Mer, we have what we call limestone and clay soils that are more for Merlot varieties that lacks wet and dry at the same time, okay? So it does explain why the Bordeaux wines are not the same wherever you go. And I'm only talking very briefly about two big regions, but within each region, you have a little uh, plot as well of differences of soils that makes why every property is not even the same which makes that a little confusing and why some people feel that French wines are 
a bit confusing because they don't necessarily know what they're going to get when they get something. But I feel like you all may be changing that a little bit with a new line of wines that you have, um, the Diane wines that are single varietal. Can you tell me why you made those single varietal and then give me a little bit of the story behind that? Yes, um, the single varietal idea is in fact uh, to, and you are quite right, is to simplify the message uh, to the audience and to the consumer. It has been driven under the, certainly the influence of the new world in order to compete with the older world, uh, decided to go on a different route uh, many years ago, decades ago, and deliver a style of wine that is uh, as a reflection of uh, the variety. So a Merlot has a certain style, a Cabernet has a certain style, a Chardonnay has a certain style, Pinot Noir, whatever. Sauvignon Blanc. With Diane, we have decided uh, to um, follow that uh, trend and try to express our soils through the variety, but we don't emphasize so much on the origin, we emphasize more on the variety and the style and the quality of that variety. with this idea to do this and then also name it Diane. What was the idea behind that? When you create a new label, you need a name. And uh, our marketing team um, brought that idea because they were observing that uh, in his last days, uh, my dad, André Lurton, who was the former um, owner of uh, the business and uh, had uh, created the, that entire business, uh, family business, he was uh, resting under the statue of uh, Diane. We have two statues of Diane in our uh, garden at Chateau Bonnet, where our father uh, lived until his last days. And in, in last year of his life, he was used to uh, go over there and stay in the shade of that, uh, on his wheelchair, in the shade of that uh, statue, Diane. And they got inspired by the idea of um, this uh, goddess and uh, uh, so that's where the name came from. It's something that most people can pronounce and it seems a lot more fun and easy than sometimes when you get the chateau, the, 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 those are a little more intimidating for people. So to see Diane on the label, people really like that. They're like, oh, Diane, I can say that. And then also you have the name of the grape on the label as well. Guys, I got a chance to see these bottles and I've had one and they're amazing. So that you even have the name of the grape on the label. Did you do that because you want this line, like you said before, you want this to be more approachable and people to be more apt to grab it off the shelf and you wanna kind of lean into the new world way of doing things? Um, yes, I think you've summed that up really well, Tanisha, absolutely. I think um, if you guys do get a chance to see the label, you'll see it's very elegant and quite simple compared to a lot of, as you said, the chateau and all the different wording and graphic details in a lot of labels in Bordeaux. So it's definitely quite simple. Um, Diane, the name is very feminine, obviously. So it embodies a kind of lifestyle and feminine brand universe, which is um, what we want to convey in the label. And the grape varieties, yes, indeed, we wanted it to be easy. We wanted people to say, if you're going to pick up a bottle of Semignon, you're going to have the aromatic expression of that variety. And that's mainly what it's about, to be honest. It's tended to help the consumer pick up a bottle and have a great moment tasting it. Bordeaux is on the back of the label, so we're not hiding Bordeaux at all. It's just we're not putting it on the front specifically. 
how did you come up with that idea to even just say, you know what, we want to do something in this style, as opposed to continuing on with the other um, styles that you have? I guess it came from the origin of the project technically from Jacques when he came across this old plot, he can tell you more about of the Semignon, which is his favorite variety. And he'll tell you about that part. And then we created the whole brand universe on the different plots that he was using for the different wines of the range of his, of his wines. You know, I have a long trajectory in the new world. Uh, this is where I spent uh, most of my life. So when I came in charge two years ago of the Vignoble Hortons, this family group of wineries in Bordeaux, I thought about bringing some influence of uh, what I've lived during um, the rest of my career and walking the vineyards of Entre-de-Mer, I found that uh, little plot of uh, all the Semillon vines from 45 years ago. And I thought um, they said me something extremely good that should come out of that, uh, these grapes. Normally in the past, they were just picked like any other and mixed with the other whites. No one was taking uh, really consideration of these grapes. And Nia decided to separate them. And he started the idea that we should go and I should select from all our vineyards little plots of what I imagine being the best, you see, for each variety. So I selected a plot for Seminon. That's where it started. Then I found a little plot for the Sauvignon Blanc, same for the Muscadel, same for the Cabernet uh, Sauvignon. And it's an ongoing situation because we're going to have other wines included in that range, Diane. So what is included in the range, Diane, right now? I know you have the Simeon because that yeah, one. We have the Simeon, we have the Cabernet Sauvignon Sans Souffre, Sulfate Free, which is a gorgeous, juicy red one. I don't know if you've tasted that one, Tanisha. I haven't tasted it yet, but. Oh, I'll have to get that to you soon. We have the Sauvignon Blanc, which is really fruity and delicious. We have the Muscadelle, which is slightly sweet, which is a really nice one as well, especially with served really cold. And we're having a sparkling that's coming out at the end of the year, Blanc de Noir traditional method, champagne method. Obviously, we can't call it champagne, but I'm sure you'll love that one. Um, that's it. So far, we have... So far? Yeah, yeah so it's far. not too bad. I think we're having a lot of fun um, on a creative level. The content that we're producing for these wines are very different than anything else in the family group. As you know, we have a Cru Classé, Chateau Pont-Sur-Ton, very prestigious wines with a very important history and Chateau Bonnet, which is very connected to the family here. So I think we're just stepping out of these kind of codes and having a lot of fun with Jan. Um, in a couple of weeks, the videos are coming out. So we've done some lifestyle videos. I've used everybody in my team, so we're not using models or anything fancy. And um, just creating a very fem feminine brand universe has been a lot of fun. And we're doing it in a lifestyle way where people can not feel shy about these wines or find them intimidating, but rather find it kind of like an urban chic alternative to a nice alfresco moment, I guess. I love that idea and approach to it. And I've seen some of the visuals that have come out so far on your Instagram. And I like the lifestyle approach because it makes people feel like it can be them as well. They look at it and they're like, I can see myself doing that. They may not see themselves in a vineyard picture or that picture with the grapes in their hands, but with a bottle of Diane and in a pool, you know, or poolside or at a picnic or having themselves a nice meal and there's a bottle on the table, we can see ourselves. I'm gonna add myself in there. We can see ourselves <laughs> in there doing those things. So I can definitely say from what I've seen so far, it is a lot more approachable than some other brands and styles. So, so glad you like it. Yes, you've gotten that right. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. 
Thank you. You know, Tanisha, this is great. Thanks to you. A big thank you to Jacques Lorton and Claire Dawson of Diane Wines in Bordeaux. You can find them on Instagram at Diane by Jacques Lorton and at www.andrelorton.com. There, you can find an online boutique to purchase these wines while they set up their distribution networks. They're currently in Germany and Switzerland with the U.S. coming up next. You're hearing it here first, listeners. The end hasn't been in production very long, so please look for, order, and buy these wines as soon as you can. This podcast was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Our sound editor is Luis Raul Lopez Levi. Our theme was done by Gabriel Dalmaso. Music is by Makai Beats. Our art is by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us at Wine School Dropout on Instagram and check out ochintastudio.com for full transcripts of this and every episode of the show. See you next week. Have you been dreaming of sitting in a wine bar in Paris again? Well, why not purchase the ebook 75 in the 75? 75 wine bars to visit in Paris. All of my wine bar recommendations and pictures in one place. Tons of photos of the City of Light. Classic or natural wines, big euros or centimes. We've got all tastes covered in this wine guide. For purchase, visit my website, www.girlmeetsglass.com and select 75 in the 75 Wine Guide. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.